This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hi, this is Bryson Stott, first round draft pick of the Philadelphia Phillies, and you're listening to the High Hopes Podcast with James Seltzer and Jack Fritz. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, 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 <laughs> what the hell was that? It is another edition of the formerly known as the High Hopes podcast, soon to be known as the Low Hopes podcast. Fritzy, we got a lot of people who said we need to hear from you guys after that debacle. That happened yesterday. So to, to channel Jalen Rose, we had to got to give the people, give the people what they want. All right. That will be the highlight of the podcast. Jack. Wow. That was pretty good. Thank you, sir. You know, you got to do it sometimes. We're here for the people. We always are. Um, a lot of recording this week. Thanks to the Phillies. But man, Jack, let, let's dive in as uh, I'm sure most people listening or everyone listening as heard or seen the press conference by now with Middleton, Klintak, and McPhail. And, um, man, I mean, geez, Louise, if you haven't and you want to torture yourself, pause this and go watch it and come back. But we'll tell you all about it if you haven't. Um, man, Jack, I'll I'll let you just kind of go here. But just the, the basic initial thought for me was maybe the worst press conference I've ever seen, certainly in Philadelphia sports, Jack. Yeah, it's. I would say I would say it was up there with the uh, Stacey Andrews day. <laughs> Sean Andrews, you mean? Was it Sean? I thought it was. Oh, no, so it was you're right, Stacey for day. the press. You're correct. Yes, yes, yes. Stacey Andrews day. You are correct. I forgot I about that. Good it, call. Yes. When the Eagles moved on from uh, from from Brian Dawkins. Yeah. It was uh, like as a Phillies fan and as a lifelong Phillies fan and as everyone that listens to this podcast knows. Like James and I both just love the Phillies and and we want them to succeed and and be a smart organization and, and bring winning baseball back to Philadelphia because ultimately winning baseball is fun and winning baseball is amazing and you see what the Nationals are doing right now you see what's going on in the playoffs and you're seeing smart well run you know on one path organizations and in leaving that press conference yesterday as a lifelong Phillies fan, and as the Phillies really being all I care about, it was disheartening. I was to say I the was, least, Jack. Yeah, like I, I, I just I felt obviously as everyone else did. I felt worse after listening to the press conference, and then um, it, it, like it just it instilled no confidence in me. 
Like this, this, this is supposed to be a, a team in a, in a top five market that is firing on all cylinders and that is, that is just has a plan, a very clear plan of how they're going to bring a championship back to Philadelphia. And they spent 56 minutes, 57 minutes or whatever. Yep. And I, they didn't explain anything. Like it was, it was crazy to me. I, I like it felt like they were unprepared. And Middleton goes on for 11 minutes. Talking about, about being a CEO, Jack. Something that like uh, that 11 minute answer was among the worst things I've ever seen in a press conference. It was just it was it was rambling. It was incoherent rambling about nothing. I couldn't believe it. Like as he kept going, I could. I just kept saying, "Is he still talking? He's still talking. What's he talking about? What is happening?" It was unbelievable. Still going. It was stunning. He's actually still talking. Yeah, he is. He's 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 he's, he's still talking right now. So like, like I just I wanted to leave that press conference being like, all right, this is what they're gonna do going forward. Like they fire the manager for this reason, and and they have a clear plan of how they're gonna get this team back on track. And what I just saw was a was a was a was a owner now I guess CEO that's like, yeah, I'm calling all the shots here. I'm calling the big shots, and if you don't like it, you can get out. Is basically what it was. It was like, if you don't like how I'm running the ship here, then you can just leave. And 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 McPhail and Clentzak just sat there and like they took it for for fifty minutes for fifty six minutes. I I like. There's only two ways this is gonna go, James. Uh, obviously, you can never fire an owner, right? I mean, owners just unless he sells the team, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, or if only, he pulls a Donald Sterling, which I'm right, not ex- I'm not expecting with John Milton. John Milton's a good dude. Yes, I, I think he's a exactly. good dude. And and honestly, in watching it, I think his heart's in the right place. But like. It's either going to go the path of Jeffrey Lurie, where Jeffrey Lurie stepped in and and made his presence felt and made sure they fired Chip, brought back Howie, and got a franchise quarterback, or it's going to go the way of the Daniel Snyders, the Jerry Jones, the involved owners that just get too involved and care too much about public perception and 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 stunt an organization's ability to win. And I. I left that press conference yesterday feeling more towards the he's going to interfere too much. This is too dysfunctional. Who is going to want to come here with an overbearing owner that doesn't let his baseball people do his baseball people things? Like I wanted to leave that press conference thinking, okay, he's going to go the Jeffrey Lurie route where he's going to get in and get out. Like we haven't heard from Jeffrey Lurie since the Super Bowl. Like he just hasn't talked because he hasn't needed to talk because everything's good with the Eagles mostly. Um, and I just, I just don't know if I think Middleton's almost so involved that he just can't, he can't step away, and that scares me. That scares me as a, as a lifelong sports fan. It just owners that get too involved, it generally doesn't go well. Yeah, it's terrifying, and I agree. That was the main takeaway from yesterday. Was man, John Middleton is running this show, and he is way, way too involved. And like you said, I mean, his answer when asked about. Uh, the team, not um, the Matt Breen question. Shout out to Matt Breen and shout out to the reporters. I mean, Eskin, we all talked about on Twitter. Howard Eskin was fantastic in that press conference. John Johnson asked John a good Johnson. question. Absolutely. The, the, the reporters did their job. They did everything they could to try and elicit the answers we wanted. The problem was these guys didn't give good answers. They gave ridiculous. You said it, Jack. Honestly, it seems like they didn't even know they were going into a press conference. That's the way it felt. Well, outside... 
I would say outside of McPhail. Well, I, McPhail I was going something. there. Well, what the cra- that's the craziest part of this whole thing is if you've listened to this show at all, you know that Andy McPhail has been the the number one source of our what the F is he doing here ire. And he was by far the only adult in the room, the only person who looked like he had any idea how to handle questions. He looked like the only idea person who, who had an idea to prepare for questions. That John Johnson question, if we don't, we don't. He's like, yep, knew this was coming. Had a, you know, look, you're never going to be able to explain that away. And he even said, I, I'm an idiot. I'll never say it again. I shouldn't have said it. Like, he had an answer ready for it. Uh, I, the fact that McPhail was the only one who felt like he knew what he was doing at all up there was was terrifying. I'm very with you there, but when the Matt Breen question, when essentially he was asked, um, you know, how can you blame Gabe Kapler when this front office didn't do anything to upgrade this team? You're blaming Kapler essentially, and and what a soft answer it was that Middleton's main reason for getting rid of Kapler was the two September collapses. But Breen very correctly says, well, how can you blame that on Kapler when you guys didn't do anything to go out and add pieces? And he basically just says, sorry, it's all in the manager. That's how baseball works. What manager of any stature is going to want to come be this guy's manager, right? I mean, who could hear? If you're Joe Girardi, if you're Joe Madden, if you're whoever, you hear that, that phrase, sorry, it's all on the manager. That's the way baseball's worked for 100 years. Why would you ever come here, Jack? Well, especially, like, if those guys saw what Gabe Kaplan was working with. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if, if if Joe Girardi's like, is that a is that a is that a Mike Morin sixty nine mile an hour changeup? <laughs> no, no, is that Mike Morin in a tie game in the eighth inning? Is that my setup, man? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like like I understand. I, I I understand where Middleton came from. Where he, when he's talking about twenty and thirty six in the last two Septembers and. And I mean, me and you said it while watching it. Like the the fight just didn't seem there. That something felt off watching this team in in September's. And I understand why he why he did it. But the question's completely fair. Like, how can you fire a guy for bad September's when at the deadline your president is saying if we don't, we don't, and basically throwing in the white flag? Like, how are you how are you judging the manager off of that? But you're bringing back the two guys that gave the manager the main reasons as to why the team was collapsing. Like, honestly, after hearing Middleton talk yesterday and talking about how results-based business and that falls on the manager, two things. What does he think a manager does? And, and a second thing is why is Matt Klintak still here? Like, why, my main takeaway in reading everything, I've literally spent last night. Yeah, Jack, all Jack just keeps texting me. I'm watching it again. I think that's happened three times yeah. already. I'm watching again. I watched it this morning again. Uh, I got 40 minutes through, and and I cannot believe Matt Glenzak still has a job. And I think that the only reason he still has a job is because of the extension that he got. It, obviously, the only reason he still has yeah, a job. Yeah, John Middleton doesn't want to look like a fool. That's what it is. He called him Branch Ricky. He said he's an elite general manager. He gave him an extension seven months ago. John Middleton doesn't want to admit his fault there. That's what it is. Yeah, and for this whole results-based business and the, like, this all falls on the manager. Like, dude, dude, he. I think he thinks. I actually wonder if he spent a little too much time with old old Jeffrey over there because, like, going <laughs> firing Chip Kelly and firing Gabe Kapler is not one and the same. No, like Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly is a football coach. Football coaches do a lot more 
than what baseball managers do. Like Way baseball more. is a game. And especially Chip, yeah. who sees control. Like people forget part of the reason Jeffrey did it when he did was because Chip Kelly essentially had taken control of personnel and then wasn't taking any responsibility for those decisions. Like it's a it's an incredibly different situation. And for what it's worth, Lori acted decisively and didn't wait eleven days after the season. He fired him before the last game of the season, which you almost never see in the NFL. Yeah. 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 But here's the thing. I'm gonna get. I want to give John, like I like. I like how thorough he is about decisions. I that doesn't bother me too much. I know what you're saying. I, the only I reason do, it bothers me is because of it, it, the, how it treated Kepler. It makes Kepler into like this sympathetic figure. It was just, and again, that uh, if if Middleton, they talk in this press conference about how Middleton in the month of July is when he's starting to question Kapler. It still takes you that long after the season. You couldn't see this coming. They were out of it by September 1st. We all knew it. Like, they weren't technically, but we all knew it. We talked about it nonstop. Like, really? You need all that time after the season, even though you for so long. And what that speaks to, Jack, is the indecision between this front office. The fact that he didn't want Kapler here, but didn't trust his guys. I mean, the fact that Andy McPhail point blank said I had to bridge the gap between these two guys I couldn't believe they put that out there I mean that's just saying here look at our dysfunction baseball world fans everybody we three guys on a a decision about our manager were so effed up in the way we're doing it and the way we can't agree with each other (laughs) that it took us 11 days and I had to bridge the gap between these two like that was so bad Jack yeah, and then how about how about uh, He says, ah, oh, he spends like he spends like three minutes talking about how great Kapler was, how great the culture was, how how we're we're not where we are today totally. without Gabe Kapler or, or whatever. And then at the end, he goes, "This is about as collaborative as possible." <laughs> I, like, have, I have the quote. The quote was, "As collaborative as it could be." What the hell is that? Like, I want a front office that's just collaborative. Like, we don't need to be as it could be. That's bad, man. And then, and then for Clintac to blame the market for for Gabe not being here anymore, basically, oh, was God. unbelievable. Basically, blame fans. He basically said y'all couldn't handle Kapler. Like, and whether yeah. whether or not there is truth, like we all know, there's some truth to that. We all know that there are people in this city who have been calling for Kapler's head since the moment he got here and all that, but. You don't say that, Matt. Like, what is wrong well, with he's you? Just, he's clearly just so so upset that they oh, fired Kapler. Oh, he is super pissed. Yeah, you, you saw. It looks like he. It looks like he lost his puppy yesterday. It did. Like, he looked it, like he looked like a deer in headlights that entire press conference. Like he wanted. Like, he and, wanted to be anywhere else on earth. He'd rather be in a prison cell in some small Russian town than sitting up in that press conference. And Middleton, like, I think quite candidly that this is a learning experience. <laughs> I could just imagine Matt being like, oh, my God, get me out of here. <laughs> and then and then for 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 Howard to have the stones to ask that question. I loved it with those with those two sitting. there. I love I was I mean, so I, I, I texted him. I was like, Howard, that was awesome. And he's like, I did what I what had to be done. And he's right. Well, I mean, I mean. We all know Howard. I mean, he was boasting about how he was going to ask that question. But he's like great. But he's with, great. With at it. He still deserves credit for it. Like that. T- like you said, it takes stones to go in there and oh, was, look Matt Clentag at Andy McPhail in the face as John Middleton sitting there and be like, "Why are these two guys here?" Like that takes some stones. The most, the most asinine thing from yesterday, and of all the asinine things, was without a doubt. As Howard asked about the minor league system and how oh, oh, horrible yeah, buddy. it is. I was going to get there. 
Right, and how horrible it is. And first off, even mentioning Cole Irvin in that in that thing oh, is like a crime. Oh. It's it's like cool when they brought up Cole Irvin, who stinks. Um, but for for Howard to ask that question about how bad the farm system is, Middleton to get the question, shush off Andy McPhail and say, yeah, but let's let's think about it this way. Uh, in the first half, our bullpen was twenty sixth, and the second half, we we're fourth in the ERA. It was- like, what does it even? It what was does that even me? Unbelievable. And how about this response <laughs> to that as well, saying this? He said, quote unquote, John Middleton said, You tell me what part of this organization isn't better today and really substantially better today than it was four years ago when they came. Are you freaking kidding me, John? Like, is that a what a freaking asinine thing to say? Dude, your farm system is a disaster. And these guys had four years to build it. Four years. It is uh, like to defend them in that way and to, to say, like, that was like the image that Middleton gave there is like, we're good. You guys don't know what you're talking about. Everything's going great here. It was, it was so asinine. But, Jack, my head hurts just rereading that quote. Yeah. Well, I don't think the farm system is a disaster. I think right. they have a comparatively I think they have quality major league players. The problem is they don't have superstars. They don't have the yeah the Soto coming through, the Acuna coming through. They don't have they don't have the young guys coming through. Like, and uh, you're you're asking me this coming right off of the Alec Bohm and Spencer Howard Arizona <laughs> Fall League show. So if you could please. If you could please step off on the on the whole the whole farm. System I should I should have known my audience here. Yeah, I mean, come on, we're right here. Um, but yeah, for for him to be like, oh man, like obviously the obviously the team's in better shape. Like the team was was winning of course, sixty-five yes. games. Any when they team, took over. I, you, anyone could have gotten them to be in better shape than they were with sixty-five games. The point is, they are not nearly far enough along. Like it's such an ass. It's it's to say that to us, to the fan base, to the media, to say it that way, to phrase it that way, is basically saying you're all dumb. Like, we know well, that also, we're not idiots, John. We know that it, it's better than a 66-win team. That doesn't mean that enough has been done or that it's close to good enough. Uh, well, and also, like, bringing up that they had uh, 17.3 wins by replacement this year in their acquisitions this offseason. Like, yeah, yeah, I have Bryce Harper and JT Real. Yeah, Nuda. it's like, like obviously. Yeah. Uh, Jack, <laughs> have you ever heard of this website called BaseballReference.com? Yeah, I can't believe Jesus. he went to baseball reference Jesus, in the middle of a press conference. Dude. It was like I think I feel like Milton, you know, they they the I feel like the PR people went to him and like were trying to repair him. He was like, no, nah, no. He's nah, like, no, no, no. Yo, it was like a clear out session in basketball. He's like, get out of my way. I got this. I got it. It honestly, like, if the PR staff were responsible for prepping him, they should fire the entire PR staff. Obviously, I agree with you. I think the PR staff was just like hiding in a closet and saying, oh, God, I can't believe. And, and that's so, it's so frustrating, too, because this guy's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. And I understand that you get to that level of life, that level of success that you think you know better, that you think you don't need help and stuff. But PR, you hire PR people literally for this specific situation, the smartest people, the best leaders. And, and I think this kind of dovetails into what we're talking about with Middleton wanting to control everything. The smartest leaders... In this situation, instead of saying, I got this, they go to their PR staff and say, 
Tell me everything I need to know. Tell me exactly what I should do. How's the best way to handle this? How do I answer? Boom, 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 boom. These eight questions that I know 100% will be asked to me. I, it was, it was unbelievable. That's why McPhail with if we don't, we don't question. He's like, yep, news was coming. Ready for it. Good to go. It felt like there was not a single question that John Middleton was asked that he was like ready for. It's crazy, man. Kobe Middleton. Oh, God. Clear out. Well, it's serious. That's good. Kobe Middleton. (laughs) Yes, but that's what it was like. I mean, it was like, I think, here's the thing, is that I think his heart was in the right place. Like, I want to send a message that this is on me and don't make this about the two guys next to me. Like, I'm the guy. Yeah, he shouldn't have had them sitting next to him then if he was going to do that, Jack. Like, that, I mean... Crazy! Don't have them sitting next to them and just talk, and and don't have them right there to like have these questions asked in front of them and make these awkward things. And and Klentak basically like trying to say he wanted Kapler without throwing you under the bus right next to you. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, it felt like it felt like he was trying to be Steinbrenner, and and like I, I, he was he was so cocky. It was like he was so like, do you know who I am? Yeah. Like I'm. The, First off, I don't want the Phillies run like a normal business. I want like of course uh, it's a very different business. This is not a normal business. It's a professional sports team. It is so different. Yeah, I know. That's what I don't get. Like he's he's acting like this is a he's a CEO. Like sure, your title is CEO, but you're an owner. Like you're not a. This is not a business. You're not like I just don't get like. It's just a manager. I know that sounds crazy, but like for for a fifty-seven minute press conference to explain why you fired Gabe Kapler, it's like you could have just said it wasn't good enough. It could, it could have just been. It should have been a fifteen-minute press conference. Like it was. It's just a manager. It's just a manager. And and another thing that I thought was just insane was they're talking about. And McPhail in the if we don't we don't thing was like yeah you would have been mad at me if if we gave up the prospects and got the bullpen pieces we need. It's like Andy, again, buddy. All we're saying is that you could have given up fringe prospects and and help your team that way. Like like Daniel Hudson cost the cost the Nationals a twenty second ranked player in their farm system. Yep. You're telling me you couldn't got Daniel Hudson? We're getting Blake Parker. Yeah. And again, like, also step further, you also could have signed Dallas Keuchel too, which I'm surprised wasn't asked about directly. But there there were well, the luxury tax question was that. Yeah, I think. essentially, you're right. It probably was, but still. And again, look, I didn't love that answer either. I know that that it's you know smart. You have to be careful about the luxury tax and whatnot. But for him to just say, "Hey, we're not going over it for the second wild card," like point blank, like I didn't love that answer. It doesn't make me feel like he'll go way over it if he needs to at any point. Well, he did say that. He said he'll spend. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. It. I didn't love it. Yeah, I was. I'm glad it was addressed though. Well, it had, like, I'm to glad be, that... it had to be brought up again. There were there, that's the thing is there were so many things yesterday that had to be brought up. That had, that's the problem. There were so many questions, so many answers that are needed. And again, because of eleven minute answers about being a CEO, we didn't get everything we needed, and they certainly didn't answer things the way that we wanted them to in all cases. But I do think the reporters got a good job, uh, did a good job of addressing those issues. To your point before, though, I mean the fact that the Phillies PR staff allowed it to go on for 56 minutes is yeah. unfreaking believable. Like, what are you doing? Derek Boyko would have had a, a heart attack if he were in charge of PR in that moment. Like, he would have shut it down 20 minutes earlier at least. I mean, like, the, like that's my point. Like, why don't you? 
it's so frustrating that the whole thing from start to finish, from the way it was set up with all three of those guys there, from the what they said, from the way they acted, to how long it went on, to the content of their answers, it was a disaster, top to bottom, front to left, right to left, all of it. Like It was just a complete and total miss in what was probably the most important press conference in the team in for the team in I don't know forever like a really long time yeah and I guess my my biggest frustration in leaving it was that I I just don't know what the plan is here I don't think that I don't think the I don't think the owners on the front I don't think the owner is on the same page with his baseball guys which is obvious but like I didn't I wanted like whenever Hinky talked it was like oh I see the vision here like I see where this is going with the Phillies I don't know what the vision is I don't I don't know where they, they plan on going from here. And I honestly, it, it's almost like they have to spend their way out of it. Not is, almost like, like they, there's nothing. That is it right now, at least, so especially it, with Harper. Like we always talk about with Harper entering age 27, Romuto in his prime, like the core of the team they have now, the in, clear need to compete. And, and I'm sure Clentac and McPhail probably feeling it more than they were at the trade deadline last time. I mean, this team doesn't have a choice. They, if they want to compete now, the only way they could do it is to go out and spend. It is. Like you open the window by trading your your best prospect for JT Romito. Like you, they have to spend their way out of it, and I, that's just not the most healthy thing in the world. Like, I, like I'm worried. It, it, it's either it's either they have to spend their way out of it or kind of do a, a, a reset, and they're not going to do a reset. They're not going to trade off pieces to to kind of rebuild. So they have to they have to go more in and just keep spending money, keep spending money if they want to be competitive because they. If they don't, they're going to just go. They're just going to turn into the Flyers. They're going to turn into the Sixers, the pre-processed Sixers. So you're going to have to act like the big boy here, John. Like that's that's the only way out of this. Like it, my 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 hope is that they can spend the money, bring in a Garrett Cole, make remake that pitching staff, have us good, you know, have all the money up there in the top players, and then figure out the draft. Just figure out the draft. Get a new scouting director in here, and and. The Dodgers, the Dodgers haven't picked in the top ten since God knows when, but they're still able to draft Cody Bellinger, still able to draft Gavin Lux, Dustin May, all these guys they were able to bring up out of nowhere. They're able to compete while also being able to facilitate that with nailing the draft. So there, there is a way out of this, but the, what the Phillies are at right now is that they just have to spend their way out of it, and that is just generally not a good way to build a franchise so it's 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 definitely terrifying where we're at yeah historically it's a horrendous way to build a franchise i mean i think that the they don't, they marlins, don't have a choice the, the, i agree but the marlins in 97 terrifying. really the only example you could think of of a, a team built through free agency built through moves like that that actually went on to win the world series i'm sure there might be another example or two well the, the yankees always put themselves over the top sure by, but by they but they still had their core day. four that they brought those guys up and they made such a difference and they still were able to you know like they had guys you know but i i, I agree with you. you you know look the yankees are always the the exception to the rule when it comes to certainly when steinbrenner was around the the well, good thing we got steinbrenner south here yeah. so we're all I, good i wish he was steinbrenner man like that's the thing is he's like way more snyder than Steinbrenner. i had five different people text me oh no he's daniel snyder yesterday and then i had another person text me i can't wait to root for whatever team hires gabe kapler like it was that type of reaction it was like unbelievable it was like sadness and sorrow after this thing it uh, but to your point like look they have to spend hiring a scouting director who is good is is maybe 
the most important decision this offseason now at this point, like more important than the manager, I think. Uh, but also, I do think hiring the right manager and having someone who can come in, if you're going to go out and spend and add to this team, a good manager who's the right manager can make a difference now, you know, right now, and and, and yeah. kind of turning around the on-the-field product. I think the real big issue, and look, they could spend enough, and, and we'll, you know, Garrett Cole, if they go out and get someone like Garrett Cole and supplement and get bullpen pieces and all that, like, they can make the playoffs next year. That's not crazy. There's enough talent here now. There's enough talent out there if they're willing to spend, if they're willing to, to you know, bring in the right manager and all that, where they could compete for the playoffs next year. It's just the the long-term health of this organization. Ultimately, the real thing that we want to be a powerhouse year after year after year, to be a perennial World Series candidate year after year after year, that's the part that that is far more concerning. Yeah, and it's, it's concerning because... Like I don't, I don't trust the guys that are in that front office and right now. That's the most and, important and, thing. That's the most, and and not right. just not trusting the front office. We don't trust the owner right now, which is, and again, I agree with you. I think ultimately, on a basic level, John Middleton does want to win, and his heart is in the right place. Right now, he clearly has no effing idea how to do that, and you know that's a it's a major worry. I mean, that's an even bigger worry in the front office because ultimately, if you think about it that way, it's like, well, first of all, he's shown that he's willing to keep guys here that he doesn't trust, that he doesn't isn't willing to to put the the important decisions in their hands and let them make them. That's number one. So first of all, why would you believe anyone would come here who who wants to make their own decisions and doesn't want to have an owner breathing down their neck? And then two, the fact that he would find the right people who would want to come in and be allowed to make their decisions and all that. It's just like a whole, like when it's from the top down, the dysfunction, the inability to have a plan to do things the right way and all that. When it's from the top down, it's it's as concerning as it gets. It is, but... Can I just get uh, one? I have one positive thing that I that I did take away from the press conference. Is it the analytics thing? It's the analytics. Me too. Like, Me too. I'm glad. I'm glad that he came out. That was a little weird. We, how we, he came we out ta- it was very weird. He was kind of a, a D about it. He was kind of like, "Yo, this was me. I did this." But like, I agree with you. One of our fears, as we, if, you know, anyone who listens to the show knows, one of our fears coming in was that this whole experience would sour the the organization on analytics. It was good to hear that wasn't the case. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's a major part a death of, of of fear. With yeah, and you could you could see you could see the guy that we saw on the stage yesterday just <laughs> pulling a complete one eighty and, and wanting to get away from analytics. It was good that he did recognize that. Hey, all the smart teams are doing it. It's they again. The analytics were not the problem with the Phillies this year. It was their ability to implement the analytics. Yep. Like the they they have. They have enough people there. Like they have a they have a really big analytics department. They just need to figure out how to implement them correctly. So it was really good to hear Middleton say that and and kind of double down that hey no, this is the right way to go. Um, and I, I do think that he talks to to, to smart teams and he, he trusts smart teams. Like I here's here's where I don't I just don't buy I don't buy the Daniel Snyder thing. I really don't. I. I maybe it's just me living in denial and my blind high hopes for the Phillies, but like I think Daniel Snyder is just not looking at how the rest of the league works, and I think he's just a I think he's just a moron. I think John Middleton he studies the league, studies where like the analytics answer was smart, and it was it was clear that he's thought about this a lot. He's obviously very thorough. He's a very deep thinker. He I feel like he's looking under every stone to make the correct decision. The fact that he looked under every stone and, and Matt Klintak is still here is a mild concern, 
but I don't think he's as moronic as Daniel Snyder. Like, I think he's, I think he's smart. I, I, I know this sounds crazy, James. Just being honest, I still trust him. Wow. I trust John Middleton. Wow. I know. I'm sorry. I still trust him. And well, look, I, I hope you're right. I mean, I, I can't say the same, but I hope you're right. I mean, in, I think in my gut, he was trying to just set a tone yesterday that, like, he was trying to, to deflect from his baseball people and put it on himself. And, and he may, he has now definitely made himself the absolute target of Phillies fans. Like, all season it had been Gabe, Klentak, McPhail, whatever. Then as the offseason started, it started to turn towards Middleton. Yesterday, the bullseye is absolutely on John Middleton. I had but people I just, say, I feel bad for Klentak yesterday, which is, I mean, we didn't think we could get to that point. People were saying, I feel bad for this guy. It's crazy. I don't, but... I don't either. I I'm just why, saying, like, that was, you're right. I'm saying that, you. I think you're right. Middleton has moved the bullseye onto himself, for better or worse. For better or worse, this is all coming down to John Middleton, and I think he, I, I trust him that he is is smart he is he i don't know how forward thinking he is but he wants people in there that are forward thinking and he wants the phillies to to get back to greatness i don't think he wants to be as as like involved in everything that, that he that he already is i there's a, i still trust the guy i think i think he's going to be okay and i like that he's going to spend money i like he's going to have a luxury tax i like that he is all in on analytics um i, I i'm I still trust him. Saying it, I still trust John Middleton. All right, he's more like Jay Middleton to me. He's going from Jack to John to just Jay. Jay period Middleton. Yeah. That's where I'm at with uh, Jay. And right it was now. it was crazy how like like he was like fiery yesterday. That's what I mean. Like the analytics thing. Like he was like again a bit of a D about it. Yeah, I guess he just wanted. To, I guess he just wanted to set a tone. It was a it was a crazy press conference. Yeah. The fact that they took shots at at the fans again, which oh, is just like, like guys, just stop, stop doing that. Just stop. Like what, what, what business is it smart to pay? You know, to 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 rip your patrons in in no business is this a smart thing to do? Like it's just insane to me. He's talking about business and being a CEO. Would you go to your cigar people who buy your cigars and be like, wow, can't believe you smoke cigars. Oh, cigars are for losers. Why would you smoke cigars? You guys are so dumb smoking cigars. I mean, you wouldn't do that. It's so weird. I know. Anyway. I know. It was a weird day. It was a weird day. I didn't <sighs> feel great as a Phillies fan after that. I'm not saying that like I, I feel great. I just... I cannot believe that this team could be on the level of like a Redskins bad or like at that level. I, look, I, I think Snyder is probably probably too far. I get it. And the fact that Bruce Allen is still in charge there is among the most unbelievable things in all of sports. But um, I agree. It's probably not quite Snyder, but he's certainly more in that direction than in a great owner direction right now. And that I think that's the worry. And I, I agree with you. I don't think that. Look, he hasn't been doing this for that long. Jeffrey Lurie got better at it as he went. Uh, you know, owners can get better. It's not something where, you know, if you can learn and adapt and grow, you can become a better owner than you used to be. So uh, I'm not saying this is, we're, we're the Redskins forever, but, you know, but I, I do think that it, yesterday was not a positive day for the Phillies, especially when you think about the, the people in charge. I think that's the best no. way to put it. No, no, and, and it didn't instill faith in, in lifelong Phillies fans that they're going to figure this out. 
I, I, their only way to figure this out is spend money and, and figure out how to develop some players and, and be able to, to, to help out the major league roster that you're already going to be investing a, a crap ton of money into. Like they're going to they're gonna have to invest 230 plus million in Garrett Cole um, to, to, to make their pitching staff uh, decent. Um, maybe Cole Hamels bring him back on like a, on a mm-hmm. one or two year deal for like 20 million or whatever. Um, like there's there's a lot there's, to do. There's a lot of moves. A whole that bullpen. Made you need a whole they, bullpen. There's a lot to do. Right. So man, they've got a lot of work to do. And <laughs> yesterday did not make me feel great about the future of of the team. But I just I I just in my heart I don't think that they are the level of dysfunction of some of the worst dysfunctional teams. And if they are, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, putting it lightly. Putting it lightly. That's just like, it's just like, and you know what's so funny is that for years we've been clamoring for like <laughs> the big money owner and like give us an owner with stones and that one is brash and whatever. And now we got him and everyone's like, no! <laughs> like immediate, <laughs> no! I know, I know, but come on, come on, John, please, please, no, please know what you're doing. Honestly, like it's it's not getting to the point of pleading. Like John, please, for the love of God, know what you're doing. Yeah, or at least know what you don't know. Ah, um, and hire high and bloom. Uh, yeah, well, maybe next off season. Let's hope no one else hires him, which I'm sure is yeah. Not we coming. we we really need someone to not hire. We Hyam. need Chaim to not get hired. Don't hire him. He's terrible. Yeah, doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> all right, Fritzy. Uh, anything? It was else? all. It was all. It was all. Who's the Neander? Eric Neander. Yes. Yeah. And David Stearns isn't he there? I think it's David Stearns. No, David, no, David Stearns is the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he moved over. Okay, so he's with the Brewers. Uh, yeah. Then maybe yeah. Neander. Either way. No, it's it's Eric Neander. So he stinks. Neander's amazing. He did it all himself. So. Yeah. yeah hire him. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Don't touch him. <laughs> All right, Fritzy. Any final uh, thoughts a, or last thoughts about this press conference that I hope uh, to never think about again as long as I live? <laughs> Any final thoughts on that? Oh, how about this final thought? We'll, we'll end it on a positive note. Uh, Ten years ago today was Get Me to the Plate, boys. Ooh, with, with, Ryan. I love it. Without. So, That's strong. Um, so, it just, you know, I can't believe it's been ten years. I, I too... John, I too will end. Yeah, te- yeah. Sadly, John, been, please, yeah, please, John, please figure this out. Are you listening? I can't, I can't think the Nationals about to make the World Series. I know, I know. Well, yeah. And how about Anibal Sanchez like throwing one hitters and, and crap? It's like what? What is happening? What world am I living in right now? Oh, thank God he didn't throw no hitter. I want. I, I, want I couldn't Doc have done that. I, cu- I couldn't have done it either. Like I would have. That w- I couldn't have done that. Like I couldn't have survived Anibal Sanchez throwing a playoff no hitter. That would. Just, it's too much for my fragile soul to handle right now jake uh, jack with what's going on with my team here all right um yeah jake you got well some you know sometimes you gotta take a shot um all right i have two final thoughts one positive and one positively hilarious let's start with the positively hilarious kurt schilling (laughs) are you serious dude bob nightingale has to stop doing favors for everyone Bob Nightingale yeah. has to stop getting texts from people being like, sure, I'll tweet that out. Kurt Schilling's interested. I like there are eight trillion people who will be hired before Kurt Schilling is hired for the Philadelphia Phillies managerial job. Jack, me and you have a significantly better chance of getting that job. 
than Kurt Schilling. It's just so laughable. Kurt, shut up and go home. Okay. And if, that- I, if I texted Bob Nightingale and said, Bob, put this out for me. Jack Fritz, also interested in the pitching. He would do it in a second. You think he'd do it? Yeah. Uh, no question. He'll do okay. it for anybody. I mean, I, I think you all just right. text him and you're good. Um, all, right. all right. Cool. And now positive. Uh, speaking of... He better be future Philly Garrett Cole. Um, I thought I saw this stat and I had to bring it up because it is just wild and and it should get everyone excited for the hope that we get Garrett Cole and to push the Phillies to get Garrett Cole. In the third inning of Game Five, of course, another outstanding Garrett Cole start. We know the man can pitch in the playoffs as well. In the th- this is from ESPN stats and info, Jack, get ready for this. Just, I hope you're I hope you're ready for this stat. In the third inning in Game Five, Garrett Cole didn't record a strikeout. Why is that significant? Cole had recorded at least one strikeout in 73 consecutive innings, dating back to August 1st, the longest streak in the expansion era by 33 innings, Jack. Is that good? <laughs> 73 innings? Straight? Yeah. What and he has what like a he has like a one say a two 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 ERA since like May. Bring him here. Honestly, if John Middleton, who, you know, we just talked about what a disaster he publicly made of himself, the, the, if he wants one way to, to swing things immediately, pay a bunch of money for Garrett Cole because people, yeah. people will get excited. Yeah, and it's not like I've seen a lot of plans like, oh, we'll assign Zach Wheeler and we'll, we'll sign Cole Hamels. It's like, if Zach, Wheeler, if Zach Wheeler comes here, he won't automatically figure it out. Like, he's just, the Phillies aren't, have not shown the ability to do that. Like, enough, okay? Just sign the big guy and then facilitate down from there. Like, adding a, adding a, a Wheeler-Miley-Hamels and, and thinking that's going to provide as much value as what Garrett Cole brings is insanity to me. So, yes, Garrett Cole is all that matters. Steven Strasburg matters a lot. And... Madison Baumgartner doesn't matter that much. Yeah, it'll, that's all I gotta say. That's my tears. Yeah, it, no, it's Cole, Strasburg, everyone else. I I totally agree. Yeah. They they have to get that guy. I mean, that guy makes it's the it's the one kind of guy they can get who can make such a drastic impact immediately. And and look, that I do agree with you. If the the on a positive side that that John Middleton does want to win, he does want to make the playoffs desperately. I'm sure he doesn't want to ever go through this specific type of scenario again where he is the ire of his fans so let's hope they do what they need to do jack yeah listen i i james i can't do it i can't go full negative i, mean, I know I was you can it, it's impossible for you i was depressed yesterday but i man i, I still trust i think there's jack still in there honestly i think i think jack is still somewhere in there <laughs> yeah high hopes brother i appreciate it for me for, yeah, me, no for me for me he's just jay Oh wow, that's sad. Jay Middleton. Is he actually go? Does he go by his middle name? Yeah, I mean he's he's heading there, man. He's heading oh, there. Sad. Yeah, not good. Uh, all right, well, Fritzy, uh, uh, you know, that's all I gotta say. It's been such real. a such a such a bad press conference. It's just. Let's put it this way. Things can only go up from here this offseason, Jack. It can't get any worse than that yeah. was. All right, we'll be yeah. back. Yeah. Well, actually, 
I mean, yeah, it could. Well, let's 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 hope. Oh, that, I mean, I, Mike Sosha gets hired in a week, and then it's like, oh, it got worse. Wow. Yeah, it did get worse. But also, by the way, um, did you notice when he basically admitted that Joe Madden doesn't want to come here? Oh yeah, when he's like, oh well, you know, we're gonna talk to everybody. They might not want to come here though. We can't control that. I was like, really? That's great. And again, to the point we made, who the hell would want to come here after what they said? Like, who would want to come where, uh, to a spot where a manager just got fired for front office's problems, and then the and then the owner says, well, I'm always gonna blame the manager. You know, I wouldn't yeah, come here. You, you're, you, you know, you know the Mets. You know the other teams competing for these high-profile managers. The Cubs, are just the sent. Padres, like th- those teams yes. are going to get better options. And they're sending that clip to them and saying, "You really want to go to this guy?" Yeah, you no here? doubt, no doubt. Yeah, not great. Not great. So let's hope it goes up from here. How about that? Oh, yes. man. All right. Either way, we'll be back next week. He's Fritz himself. So we'll talk to you later.